Welcome, this is Mr. Boyle's voice, and in this presentation I will demonstrate paraphrasing. Specifically, how to identify unacceptable paraphrases. Here are the contents of this presentation. Feel free to pause me and review them now. Defining paraphrasing. Paraphrasing is a lot like summarizing, but on a smaller scale. According to your student handbook, quote, when you summarize or paraphrase, it is not enough to name the source. You must restate the source's meaning using your own language. Hacker and Somers, 466. For example, here is a paraphrase of the quotation from the previous slide. According to your student handbook, paraphrasing is about taking ownership of the original source's meaning. However, you need to use your own words and sentence structure and you need to cite the original authors, too. Notice that it doesn't matter whether I am quoting or paraphrasing. I need to cite the authors either way, just as I need to include a signal phrase like according to your student handbook or according to Hacker and Somers. Unacceptable paraphrasing. An unacceptable paraphrase is too close to the original quote and is considered plagiarism. According to your student handbook, an unacceptable paraphrase happens, quote, because too much language is borrowed from the original quotation, end quote. Hacker and Somers, 467. For example, here is an unacceptable paraphrase of the quotation from the previous slide. According to your student handbook, an unacceptable paraphrase happens when a lot of the language is borrowed from the first quotation. Hacker and Somers, 467. Notice that it wasn't enough to simply cite the authors. This is very important. Just because you cite the authors, that does not mean you are successfully paraphrasing. You are still plagiarizing. Here we can look at the quotation and the paraphrase side by side. The quotation in the left-hand column and the paraphrase in the right. First, in the quotation, notice that the word because is the first word. This word is the exact same part of speech as the word that begins the paraphrase, the word when, which is highlighted in red. These words are both subordinating conjunctions, which always come at the beginning of dependent clauses. That means that the sentence structure is exactly the same in both quotation and paraphrase. In addition, notice that the adjective that finishes the quotation, original, is the exact same part of speech as the adjective that finishes the paraphrase, first, which is also highlighted in red. Even more important, notice how the phrase, too much language is borrowed from the, is exactly the same in both quotation and paraphrase, with the ellipsis indicating the omission of just a word or two. This paraphrase follows almost the exact same pattern laid out by the first quotation. You cannot do this in academic writing, and there's a very good reason. Your instructors want you to show that you understand your sources, but as everybody knows, it can be very easy to copy a quotation and change a few words and still not really understand it. However, if you can change the quotation into your own words, you can prove that you understand your sources. As this paraphrase is right now, you would fail the plagiarism. So let's review. You might be plagiarizing if 
you replace words with synonyms that are the same part of speech, you use any phrases from the original source that are three words or longer, or you use the same sentence structure of the original quotation. Now remember, it is not automatically plagiarism for you to replace words or phrases with synonyms, or even to have a similar sentence structure. However, the combination of all these things is a sure recipe for plagiarism. For more information and practice on summarizing and paraphrasing, turn to the appropriate section of your Rules for Writers handbook, Chapter 57C, Put Summaries and Paraphrases in Your Own Words, Hacker and Somers, 466-468. In our next video, we're going to practice some strategies to help you avoid paraphrasing mistakes.